The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 99. During his infamous training montage in the second movie, Rocky would have had to run a minimum of 30 miles to go past all the areas of Philly he's shown running through. No wonder he beat Apollo Creed. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is one of Philadelphia's number one fans, my wife, Heather. Hi, everyone. And guys, today we are going to be doing a destination diary on our hometown, the cradle of liberty, the city of brotherly love, America's first capital, all the monikers you can imagine. We will be doing a destination diary on the city of Philadelphia. But before we get into that, I just want to give you a few announcements. One, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support. Thank you for the support of Podcast Gluttony, which has now gone on for two straight months. So that's five episodes a week, every single weekday, Monday through Friday. We've now done it through September and October. The downloads are through the roof. You guys are sending me tons of suggestions for guests and topics. So I really appreciate that. If anyone does have suggestions on guests or topics, send them to Trav at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Of course, you can tweet us as well at Pack of Peanuts. And again, I want to say thank you for all the support and for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. To show how much we appreciate it and to make sure we're doing the show that you guys want to hear, we have set up another survey. So we ran a survey two months ago before we started Podcast Gluttony. We're now running another survey. You can get that at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. That'll be a very quick, less than five-minute survey so that you can tell us what you like, what you don't like, how we can improve all that good stuff. And of course, we're going to be handing out another $50 Amazon gift card to one lucky person who fills out that survey. So don't forget to put your email address at the end. That is how we will contact you and notify you if you are the winner. Paulo Scurry, I know that you really appreciate it. You sent me a very, very nice note about how much you appreciate the $50 Amazon gift card. So Paulo, if you want to join again, hey, maybe you'll get lucky for a second time. Everyone else, we really appreciate you taking the time to fill out that survey and helping us make this show as best as it can be. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what to do in Philly, where to eat, what to drink, all different types of stuff. If you guys want to join in on the conversation, if you've been through Philly, or if you have suggestions of what people should do in Philly, you can let us know, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Philly, and that'll be the show notes. We'll link everything else up in there as well. So if you're heading to Philly, we even put a little map in there of all our favorite places so you can have a little walking guide or little guide for all the places that we recommend in our hometown of Philadelphia. So Heth, why don't we jump then right into the show? And of course, we should just start with eating and drinking because really those are going to be most of the suggestions, right? I guess so. Although I do have a lot of things to do in Philly. 
All right. Well, we'll start with eating and drinking. We'll probably take you on a little bit of a route as we talk about places to eat and drink. We'll mention some of the neighborhoods, kind of give you a, a feel of what's around the place that we're talking about. So it'll kind of mesh into each other, the activities and the eating and drinking. But give us some of your favorite places. Like where should someone go if they're coming into Philadelphia? What's your first recommendation? Where should they go to eat? Well, this is hard because honestly... When we go out to eat in the city, we kind of go to the same places all the time and we don't explore too much. But a really good standby for us is actually a family restaurant. We often go to La Forno. This is an Italian restaurant that Trav's uncles own and it's just really authentic, small little Italian restaurant right on South Street in Center City. Yeah, we got to give the family a little bit of love right off the bat. But right on South Street, great little Italian spot, fantastic pizza, fantastic pasta. Very good price for being right in the heart of the city. Yeah, and they buy all of their ingredients local at the Italian market every day. So it's really good quality food as well. Yeah, and speaking of markets, that's what I wanted to hit on first. There is a fantastic indoor market in Philadelphia that if you go to Philadelphia, you have to go here because the plethora of eating options is going to blow you away. And that's called a Reading Terminal Market. Yeah, this is probably our favorite place to go in the city. I mean, it's not like a sit-down restaurant. It's a market. So there's just vendors, hundreds of vendors inside. It's an indoor market. And it's one of the oldest markets in America. Yeah, and it's right downtown in the city, Reading Terminal Market. We always bring people who come through Philadelphia there because you have everything you can imagine. You can buy groceries if you want. You can buy fresh produce. But there's also a ton of different restaurants in there, including Heather's probably favorite place in all of Philadelphia. Whenever we head downtown, she has to go to this place. And I will agree, it is absolutely fantastic. Heather, you got to tell them what it is. Well, this is a place for your sweet tooth. And that would be called Byler's Donuts. Well, Byler's Bakery, they have a bakery and a donut stand, but they make these fresh donuts right before your eyes with this delicious fillings and toppings. And they're seriously the best donuts we've ever had in all the world. Nothing can compare. And we should mention that at the Reading Terminal Market, a lot of the Amish will come and set up each day. And Byler's Bakery is a bunch of Amish ladies and a few Amish men who come and set up. And so they're from Lancaster County. So about an hour and 15 minutes west of Philadelphia, very rural with all the farms. If you don't know what the Amish are, they're people who eschew electricity usually and very simple, basic life. But they will come to Philadelphia and they will set up all their stuff at Reading Terminal. And this bakery is fantastic. The donuts are incredible. But it is closed on Sundays and Mondays. So hit it up on a different day and on Saturday if you're there on the weekend. Don't expect them to be open on a Sunday. Yeah, we should also mention there's some other great places in Reading Terminal. Really, you could spend your whole day staying in Reading Terminal and just going from donut to then eating lunch to more donuts. Yeah, I mean, they even have a pretty good cheesesteak place that we've only been to once, actually. But I mean, that's the least of the places that we like. Yeah, so there's another place that is called Denixt Roast Pork. And why Denix is very popular, I mean, it's always been popular, but actually in 2012, Adam Richman, who did Man vs. Food on the Travel Channel and things like that, did a special called The Best Sandwich in America. And he named Denix Roast Pork as the best sandwich in America out of however many options. I believe he started with 28. And it is 
fantastic. Heather doesn't really like it. If you get it with the broccoli, Rob, it's very, very garlicky. So it always does give me indigestion, but it tastes so good when you get it that I would suggest maybe getting it and splitting it. Eating a whole one might be a bit much. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I prefer like a pulled pork sandwich, but this is just slow roasted sliced pork. And I mean, I just... It's not my favorite, but most people love it. And we've had a lot of friends come who, you know, thought it was amazing. Yeah. So you can go to Denix. There's another place in the back that just opened up in the last year and a half, a cheese place. They make phenomenal grilled cheese. Amazing Types of crazy different grilled cheeses, like maybe 10 different sandwiches with these really unique mixes of cheeses. Well, it's it's a cheese stance. You can buy cheese by the pound or buy whatever. And, you know, gourmet cheese is what they also make. Gourmet cheese sandwiches, um, grilled cheese. So that's really good. We also really like the deli place. Herschel's. Herschel's Deli. So we've had a lot of friends come that like that. Heather's father absolutely loves the Reuben there. And it, it's just an, a really good deli. And then there's a lot of sweet treats, a few that we should definitely mention. The Fourth Street Cookie Company makes fantastic cookies. And if it's in, what is it, a half hour before closing, they kind of ring a bell or start yelling. And all the cookies then go for $1. And they're, they're big cookies that are usually sold by the pound. So normally it'd be $2 or $2.50. But when they're closing up or they're getting ready to close up, you can snag a bunch of cookies for a dollar. And there is an ice cream shop inside. And I actually used to not like Bassett's ice cream. I knew it was a traditional Philly thing, and I thought I, I had it a few times I didn't really like it, but I have certainly learned to love it now. I don't know why that is. I don't know if I just was too hard on it in the beginning, but Bassett's ice cream is actually the first ice cream shop ever in America, first ice cream company ever started in 1861. And a really cool tidbit, historical tidbit about Reading Terminal Market is that Bassett's was the very first shop to sign a lease at Reading Terminal Market in 1892. So it's still in its exact same location as it's been since 1892. So it's the only place. Isn't it the only original stand as well? Like all the other places have... You know, yeah, it's the, the only years. only stand that's still there in Reading Terminal Market, right there in the front. And we should mention, it, it sounds like th- there are a lot of shops there, but it's very easy to find your way. It, it's very small, um, just tons and tons of great places to eat. So you definitely have to go to Reading Terminal if you're in Philadelphia. There's no reason not to. I do believe Reading Terminal closes around It closes early. I think four. Okay. No, no. No, I think four. So, so get there during the day, go have lunch there and just wander around and, and pick up some bits and bobs and some donuts and ice cream and sandwiches. It's a fantastic place. What about some of the other places that you like to eat, Hath? Well, one of our favorite places that we, we've kind of been a long standing place. We've been going there for, I would say almost over 10 years because we went for our friend's 21st birthday a while ago. And that is standard tap. And since then, when we went to Standard Tap, it was, you know, not really fancy. And this was before the craft beer revolution. So they were serving, they were known for serving these unique craft beers. Different kinds of beers well before craft beer was a popular thing that people sought out. And they just had a really amazing burger. So we we used to love going there. But now we hadn't been in a couple of years and we recently went back this summer. And it's just a whole revolution in there. I mean, it's still beautiful and it's still, you know, like a local place, but they have an outdoor seating area now. They have, you know, more organic meals and, you know, unique They always things. served strange things. Like they had something weird like kangaroo on the menu. Yeah, like they, they did unique things or... before it was 
cool to do unique things or before a lot of other places were doing it. But I would still say to this day, the best burger in Philadelphia is at Standard Tap. Yes, I would definitely agree. And I just think it's a really cool spot. It's on what, 3rd Street, 3rd, 3rd Ave in Spring Garden. So it's kind of, you know, right near Northern Liberties, which is a really cool area to go out and explore. Yeah. And speaking a little bit of areas, you have Center City, which most of you will go around and you have the historical districts and stuff like that. Northern Liberties is now a more trendy spot to go for eating and drinking. And so speaking about Northern Liberties, there's a few interesting places, or at least one main place that's really made that area really hopping now. And that is the Piazza at Schmitz. And that is an area that that they've taken and they they turned, it used to be an old warehouse, the Schmitz Brewery actually. And they turned it into apartments and also a piazza in the middle with a bunch of restaurants around it. So if you're in the area, it's, it's a cool place to go. There's maybe seven or eight restaurants that ring the piazza. One's called PYT. They also have some good burgers and it's kind of neat to sit outside. If it's nice out, they'll, they'll play sporting events and stuff on the massive big Sometimes screen Sometimes they TV. have music. Yeah, Music they have a lot of concerts yeah. there, live concerts. So the Piazza at Schmidt's definitely a place to check out if, if you're in that Northern Liberty area and, and definitely go to Standard Tap. Especially in the summer, the Piazza at Schmidt's because it's a lot of outdoor seating. Yeah. What about some other places, Heath? Because I've got a list here of places to eat, but I don't want to keep cutting you off. Well, I feel like maybe you know more about the eating stuff than I do. I mean, my list is, I think, smaller than yours. I mean, I do like to eat. I do (laughs) like to eat. I've been to some restaurants that Travis hasn't been to that are like, I guess I could say a little more classy places that Travis doesn't usually like to go. I've been there one with my sister, one for like a a girl's night for a birthday. And one of them is Budokan. It's a Stephen Star restaurant. It's like an Asian fusion place. I mean, there's one in New York City. There's one in New Jersey. But the original one in Philadelphia is very delicious. It's a little bit expensive, but the ambiance and the atmosphere is really cool. Yeah, Heather knows all the fairly upscale places. I know all the places to go get burgers and cheesesteaks and things like that. If you're listening, you're probably thinking, how they not started talking about cheesesteaks yet? We are, you know, 10 minutes into this podcast here. I'll mention cheesesteaks briefly because I always get this question when I say I'm from Philadelphia and they say, okay, what's the best cheesesteak? And to be honest, I don't have a great answer for you. That's because a lot of people will go to Pat's and Gino's, and those are the two that if you've ever seen, they're, they're right next to each other, and they're kind of, it's that rot, the old rivalry, and they, you know, they say they came up with a cheesesteak. They're right near each other in Pashyunk Avenue. I, you know, go there if you want the experience, if you want to stand in line, if you want the whole soup Nazi experience type thing of being at Pat's and Gino's and ordering the right way, which you say whiz with or whiz without, which is like with onions, without onions, what type of cheese you want. Go there. It's, it is a nice, not nice. It is an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah, definitely not nice. It's, you know, a it's something you, ha- you have to do if you have a few days, I think. But I wouldn't say I, those are definitely not my favorite cheesesteaks at all. Jim's cheesesteaks on South Street always gets a ton of pub as being the best cheesesteak in Philly. I absolutely, not that I wouldn't eat it, but I don't like it at all. So I would not say go to Jim's. The one that I recommend, I guess, I guess I do have an answer for my favorite one, but it's a little outside of the city in Roxborough, and that's called Dale Sandro. So it's tough to get to if you're just staying inside Philadelphia, yeah, you're like, not going to be able to find it. You'd have to drive there, right? I mean, there's not even public yeah, there's, transport there's, there. Yeah, you'd have to drive there. You could maybe take the train out, but it's it's not worth it to go out there. Inside the city, Tony Luke's is really popular. I think they're okay. You, you won't go wrong with cheesesteaks, 
But I don't have a good answer of my favorite one downtown, only because I think they pale in comparison to Del Sandro's and Mama's and some that are further out and even in the suburbs near where we live. Yeah. I mean, I don't even like cheesesteaks, but I like it when they put chicken on the cheesesteaks and like a buffalo chicken cheesesteak. That's really popular in Philadelphia. So if you're not a big red meat fan, you can get... A really delicious like buffalo chicken cheesesteak and it's awesome. Yeah, I actually like buffalo chicken cheesesteaks more than regular cheesesteaks as well. I know blasphemy here, but it's just it's just better. So if you're not, yeah, if you don't want a regular cheesesteak or you've already eaten a regular cheesesteak, you want something else, try to get a buffalo chicken cheesesteak. It's, it's really, really good. not at Pat and Gino's because they will not do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> they will shoot you down so quick. Don't do that. A good place to get pizza in the city is Lorenzo's. That is right on South Street as well. So South Street is... A, a famous street for, for bars and goofy shops and quirky shops. It's actually where my uncle's restaurant is, like we mentioned before, La Forno. But down at the other end of South Street, I believe right around 2nd and South, is a place called Lorenzo's. Really good pizza. Uh, it's open very late, so a lot of people go after the bars close at 2 a.m. It starts to really pop off. I think they stay open at like 4 or 5 a.m., so that's a good place you can go during normal hours as well. But Lorenzo's Pizza is a good place to get some pizza on yeah, South Street. Yeah, and also right one street over from South Street on Lombard Street is Pizzeria Stella, which again, Travis doesn't really like because it's kind of gourmet pizza and it's a really nice sit-down restaurant. But I've been there and I think it's really delicious for like a authentic Italian style pizza, not like Philly or New York pizza. Yeah. Another thing, of course, that Philadelphia is very famous for is their soft pretzels. And what's interesting now is there is a chain that's come about in the last, say, eight to 10 years called Philly Soft Pretzel Factory. And they have actually kind of, I don't know if they put all the other soft pretzel companies out of business, but they are all over the place and they are the best. So when they first came out, I thought, no way, all these little mom and pop ones, that are that are all about and you know the guy selling it on the side of the road you never know where he got his soft pretzels from what bakery and then Philly soft pretzel factory comes out and they are they're everywhere they're everywhere and they're awesome and now the guy selling it on the corner is selling Philly soft pretzel factory pretzels so if you want a good soft pretzel definitely go to Philly soft pretzel factory they have all types of crazy dips too like yeah. cinnamon and sugar and honey mustard and cheese but the pretzels themselves are awesome. You you have to try a Philly soft pretzel. I was addicted to them for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, I actually totally forgot about those. I'm glad you brought those up. And a last place I want to mention for eating, and this actually, Heather, you like this more than I do because I'm not a huge fan of cannolis. But speaking of desserts, there's a place in South Philly called Termini Brothers. And it's a, it's a very popular bakery. South Philly is known for being very heavily Italian. So this is right in the heart of South Philly. And it's called Termini Brothers. And you got some cannolis there before for like a to bring to people as a gift. And they were fantastic. Yeah, it's a delicious bakery and just really fun to go in because it's, you know, old and local and feels very Italian. Yeah. So Termini Brothers, a great place. You have yeah. a few more recommendations for eating, Hat. Um, well, the one I have for eating, actually, we go there to drink as well. So if we're talking about where to drink, we can kind of transition into that. And that's Memphis Tap Room. So there's another part of the city called like Fishtown and Kensington. And this is a really popular place now for you know, people in their 20s and hipsters. 30s, hipsters or whatever. A lot of people like that live there now. So it's been really gentrified and a revitalization has taken place there where there's just lots of cool restaurants and bars and things like that. And the one is called Memphis Taproom and 
They just have a really good menu, some interesting things to eat, a little outside the box, and they always have a really good list of craft beer. I mean, it's always changing. Their taps are always changing. So it's a cool place to go. Yeah, Fishtown area is near Northern Liberties. So more or less, if you're in Center City, Northern Liberties is northeast of that area or kind of north of that area. And then Fishtown is more north than that. So we're getting outside of Center City a little bit, still easily within the city limits. Yeah, I mean, you probably couldn't walk from Center City unless you wanted to take an hour or two, but you can easily drive or take a taxi. I mean, taxis in Philadelphia are actually really cheap compared to other cities. So if you're there for a weekend and you don't have a rental car or something, thing taxis are fine yeah you could get taxi out this area if you do get it out there another place that you really love memphis tap room is up in that fishtown area there's also another place that you really love called frankfurt hall yeah frankfurt hall is a new like german beer garden style bar and it is amazing it's incredible it's so beautiful it's kind of in this old warehouse like this brick warehouse you walk in the doors on the back side of it open up completely like garage doors and there's this huge out outdoor courtyard, which is open all year round because they have heating lamps out there and fire pits and just really cool beer cocktails. And then a couple of little German snacks like, uh, you know, roast chicken or pretzels or sausage or something. But it's a really cool, beautiful atmosphere and they have lights strong, you know, all through the courtyard. So it's a really cool place to go, especially if you have a big group of people and you want to drink for the night. Yeah, another neat place to go if you're interested in drinking and trying different beers. Yards Brewery is one of the main breweries in Philadelphia, and they have a a pretty cool tasting room now. They have free shuffleboard. I really like it for that reason. We mentioned it on our Top 16 Breweries episode that Jason and I did. They have shuffleboard, they have pool inside, and they have a bunch of, they have all their beers there on tap. And again, this is a little bit outside of Center City. Well, it's close to Northern Liberties. I mean, it's really close to Standard Tap. So if you wanted to grab some beers at Yards and then go to Standard Tap for dinner, you know, it's you could walk. Yeah, you could definitely walk. So if you're out in that area, the Yards Brewery is great. Right on the river. Right on the river. Really, yeah, just a cool spot to go and grab some of uh, some of their beers. They do. They have about 10 different beers. Um, and they're really fun, right? Because they're all these historical figures. Like they have a Thomas Jefferson. Well, I guess you already talked about this on your other podcast, but the Benjamin Franklin and the George Washington. So it's kind of cool and historic and really dorky, I guess. But we love it. And my favorite one is the Thomas Jefferson, which is just a really nice, what is it, a pale ale? I, or I, don't, I don't even, even know, know what know, they but. call it, but it's, it's a great beer. The Thomas Jefferson is fantastic. If you're looking to drink in Center City. So if you're in Philadelphia and you're in Center City area, there's a few places that I recommend, including my absolutely favorite, absolutely favorite, my absolute (laughs) favorite bar in Philadelphia. Maybe my favorite bar in the world, just because I go here more than anywhere else. Yeah, you love it. And in fact, I love it. The story behind this bar, we were in college, you know, when we were first dating and it was your birthday. And, you know, we were like, where should we go for your birthday? And I don't know if you looked it up online or something, but you said, well, I was turning 21. And so I didn't know 22, 22. Okay. So yeah, I had gone to bars before, but I didn't know many bars down in the city because we were going to school in the suburbs. And I was like, I want to go somewhere really cool for my birthday. So I just started looking stuff up online and I'm a sucker for anything that's like the most this of this, you know, and this bar was the oldest bar in Philadelphia. So I thought right away, I'm going to love this place. And it's called McGillan's Old Ale House. And we tried to go for my 22nd birthday 
And I had directions to it. We didn't have a smartphone or anything at that point. I had directions to it and we could not find it. And we were asking people on the street and we were right around it. It's literally right by City Hall. I mean, almost in the shadow of City Hall. And we couldn't find it. And no one knew where it was. We even went into a German bar, Ludwig's, and asked, do you know where McGillen's is? And they said, no. Well, when I finally found McGillen's, like a couple months later. No, we found it that night. No, we didn't find it that night. We didn't find it that night because we had to go somewhere else. Huh, I don't right? remember that part. I, I remember don't know. being there for your birthday. Okay. Who knows? Let's say, let's say we did find it. I don't know. Who knows? My memory is failing. I'm 31 <laughs> now. Maybe we did find it that night, but it was a couple hours later. We, we definitely didn't find it right away. But what I found out when we did find it, A, it's an awesome bar and you have to go. But B, it was actually connected to Ludwig's. Like Ludwig's <laughs> is on the back of McGillan's. Like they so, share a back wall, basically. You can't. <laughs> They're on opposite streets. Yeah, but McGillan's is on an is in an alley, basically. Yes. You can't I mean you can actually taxis will drive you down it, but it's an alley. So what is it called? Drury? It's called Drury Street. Drury Street. It will be very it may be very hard for you to find, except now it used to be just McGillan's and a bunch of dumpsters. Now they've they put in a really nice parking garage there. There's actually a really nice outdoor beer garden right next to it that is the back of a Polish restaurant. They turned in a nice beer garden. And right across from it is this really big German beer garden called Brew, B-R-U, that's become very, very popular. So now the alley is totally changed and there's stuff yeah. around it. Honestly, so it's much I feel, easier to find. I feel like this podcast is making me feel really old. Like we've discovered all these places, you know, when we were in college and now 10 years later, they're so different. But McGillan's itself is still exactly the same. McGillan's is exactly the same. It's beautiful. It's historical. It's nothing super special. It's the very food, dark inside. Yeah. The food is very, very cheap. It's not the best. It's pretty but it's, average. It's regular but pub grub. We both basically go go there to drink. And the thing that we loved about it in college is that it had $5 pitchers every single day of the week except Fridays. Yeah, well, sometimes they were down to $3. Like if you wanted to slum it and drink Pabst or, or Bud Light, <laughs> they'd be $3. But $5 pitchers, they still have really great deals. Like I think Wednesdays or Thursdays are $2.99 margaritas. So every they always have great deals. And even when they don't have deals, nothing is very expensive. So it's almost like... It's almost like you're 15 years in the past when it comes to the prices. And it's just a fun atmosphere. It's always going to be packed with people. Yeah, and they have live music sometimes or a DJ. I mean, it gets pretty hopping in there at night. So. Yeah, so head to McGillan's. And like we said, there's the outdoor beer garden right next to it now. They have like a ping pong table, so really nice in the summer. And then right across from it is that brew which we've never been to. I mean, it looks really nice inside, but why would I go there and pay double the price when I can be at McGillan's? So. Yeah, so there's quite a few places to go right around there. A, f- a few other places I just want to mention for drinking. Oscar's Tavern, another one of my favorites. This is a dive. If you I can't want- believe, I cannot, I told Travis not to mention this if one because you- it's disgusting. And we haven't even been there in probably eight years. That's I, I went about three years ago. It's still disgusting. It's still awesome. If you want to go to a Philadelphia dive bar, <laughs> go to Oscar's. It's on 15 15- and Sansom. It's again, you can, can walk. Can you still th- smoke in there because they don't serve enough food or something? That, that's McGlinchey's. There's oh, some places okay. you can smoke in Philly. If they, if, I think if they make 90% of their money off alcohol sales, basically, if they don't serve food, you could still smoke in them. That's McGlinchey's, which is actually right near Oscar's as well. I couldn't stand that because it was, it, you could still smoke. But Oscar's Tavern, great dive bar, really friendly waitress Ugh. who's been there for like 30 years. 
don't you can bother wa- people. You can walk don't between bother. there and McGillan's. Yeah, depending on your taste, you can listen to Heather and go to Budokan, or you can listen to me and go to Oscars, <laughs> or you can do both and have the whole experience. Another dive place you might want to check out if you're down by Penn's Landing, Drinker's Tavern. Another, oh my gosh. Another dive, really cheap beer. Um <gasps> I I'll, forgot about I'll Drinker's Tavern. I'll just mention Tavern. those two as uh, places that I used to frequent. Yeah, and if you don't want to go to Drinker's Tavern and you're down there, right like two streets over in the very beginning of Northern Liberties is Johnny Brenda's, which is a really cool bar that's pretty popular now for people to go to. Yeah, so we've given you a lot of options. There is one I'll mention right on South Street, just because we've talked a lot about South Street, a German bar called Brauhaus Schmitz, which is it's new. It's about four or five. It's about three or four years old. It's a huge indoor German beer garden. But what's awesome about it is they actually serve a lot of German beer and a lot of German food that you can't get in the rest of America. So my uncle's restaurant is about two blocks down. So I've been talking about Brauhaus Schmitz and it's doing really well because it's very, very traditional. And so they have a lot of hard or impossible to find German beers. And the food that they make is very traditionally German. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, Brauhaus Schmitz is a really cool place. I think it's on 8th and South or 9th and South, somewhere in there. But that might be another place that you want to check out. That gives you a lot of places to eat and drink. We've run the gamut here from Stephen Starr, who's like the restauranteur of Philadelphia. Um, restauranteur. Restauranteur of Philadelphia. <laughs> to uh, Down to Oscars and drinkers and everything in between. Let's before we get off the food thing. Let's mention a little bit about being out in the suburbs because where we live, there's a few good restaurants too. Now, again, if you're in Center City, you're not going to find these places. You're not going to go to them because you know if you don't have a rental car or anything like that. But maybe we should talk a little bit about them. Yeah. Do you want to just actually talk about what you can do outside the city quickly as well? Because there's a few activities you can do outside the city. So yeah, let, let's in, let's give the outside yeah. of the city subsection here. If you're in the city for an extended period of time and you have a car, there are some amazing things to do outside the city. And one of them is uh, Longwood Gardens. It's really famous in our area for just having beautiful gardens, obviously, but they do light shows and very seasonal things for Christmas and in the summer, of course. So it's a really cool place to go on the weekends. It's pretty packed. You might want to call ahead. I think you can make reservations or like a booking appointment. Um, But during the week, it's usually not too bad. Also outside um, the city is Valley Forge National Park. So it's a huge park. It's only like a 20-minute drive outside the city, whereas Longwood Gardens is a little further, like an hour maybe. But Valley Forge is just beautiful, historical. I mean, it's it's huge. And you're right outside of Philadelphia in the suburbs. And you can't believe it because it looks like you're in the middle of just fields of, you know, beautiful trees. And there's trails for hiking and biking and running and Yeah, we should say depending on traffic. It could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour and 20 minutes (laughs) outside the city. Traffic notwithstanding, but it's also very historical. You can do tours because, of course, as many of you may know, it was part of the American Revolution where George Washington camped there during the winter and won the battle there because they had local people helping them and they had little cottages, little... Um, what do you call cabins? Little teeny yeah, little tiny cabins. cabins. Yeah, which you can, can go in and see. see. And you know, there's a beautiful old church. I mean, it's just a really cool way to spend an afternoon. You know, wandering through the park. Yeah, it's a really pretty park right by where we live. 
again, yeah, 20, 25 minutes outside the city, right next to it if you want to go shopping. I can't believe you're the one I mentioning this. I can't believe this. I'm mentioning it either. <laughs> but the King of Prussia Mall, which has more stores than any other mall in America, it's not the biggest one because we don't have roller coasters and stuff in it. But if you want to go shopping, King of Prussia Mall is right there. Yeah, so As far as retail therapy goes, I mean, every store you could imagine, high end, low end, middle ground, it is there. And they're all big, like the best J. Crew ever is there. H&M, they have like two or three H&Ms in there. So there's lots of good shopping Right All right, let's cut this short. Okay, you guys sorry. get the point. <laughs> Valley Forge, really cool park to go to. As far as eating, if you're out that way, there's a town of Phoenixville, which is where our house actually is. And there are some fantastic, it's a cool little town with a nice main street. There are some fantastic restaurants there. One of the bars that we like to go to is called the Bistro on Bridge. They have good pub food. They have great wings. There's also a Thai place that is the best Thai food that we've eaten outside of Thailand called Thai Elephant. So if you're out that way and you want some awesome Thai food, head to Thai Elephant. Yeah, it would be worth the drive even if you're in the city because it's that good. So you can go there. And another place, if you're if you're in that area, this isn't right by Valley Forge, but the best pizza. And Heather have I, and I have mentioned this on our episode of our favorite foods in the world, the best pizza we have ever eaten in the world is Charlie's Pizza. And that is in a town called Norristown, which is somewhat near Valley Forge. So again, in the suburbs. But if you find yourself out that way, head to Charlie's. It's it's the best pizza we've ever had. And now for a special little mention, um, or a big mention, actually, we recently went to this amazing restaurant that's literally out in the countryside. You would never be able to just pass by it randomly. You'd have to know where it is you in order to find it. You better get a GPS if you're trying to find this restaurant. And you'd better get a reservation because it takes a couple months to get a reservation because it's just a really small local restaurant. I think there maybe could seat 40 people at the most. But it's this only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I believe. So very, and it's upscale. And this is probably the most upscale restaurant I've actually ever been to, or the most expensive restaurant I've ever been to. So if you're looking for a a really special night out, this would be worth the drive. It's a beautiful drive because it's through Chester County, um, right outside Philadelphia. So it's all like these rolling hills and these gorgeous old estates and farms. Then you happen upon this little town of Bertrandville and this restaurant calls. It's the Bertrandville Store Cafe. Now, it's not a cafe at all. It and is it's actually, not a store either. It is, it's in the old general store and post office of this small town. And the owner and head chef, Francis, has taken it and renovated it, made it into an, an awesome restaurant. We did a tasting menu there. It was $75 a person. It was worth every single penny. The stuff that he cooks, you can get entrees and stuff, you know, for. 22 dollars. $35. $35. So it's not exceedingly expensive, really. And it's BYOB, so you can bring your own booze, which is a plus. Um, we should mention it's also BYOB at the Thai Elephant. Oh, yes, indeed. So that's another place that's BYOB. <laughs> we love BYOBs. Yeah, Bertrandville, just a fantastic place if you want to go for a special night. If you're in Philly area for any extended amount of time and you want to go out there for a really special dinner, drive out during the day. You know, let's say you have a dinner reservation for seven o'clock, drive out while it's light out, hopefully. Go, go through all the winding roads and past all the beautiful farms and arrive there and just have a fantastic, fantastic meal. Yeah, definitely, definitely do it. All right, so we've talked now. All right, let's get out of the suburbs. We're going back into the city, folks. And we're going to give you stuff that we would recommend that you do inside of Philadelphia. So all of these things are the things that would be easily walkable. 
if if you're staying in the city, or you could take you could take taxi cabs too, but you, or well, you don't want to take the subway. Don't take. <laughs> don't, don't even don't bother the with the public don't, transport. No, it's, it's terrible. Don't get on a bus. Don't get on a train unless it's absolutely an emergency. But the only thing I would recommend <laughs> the Philly Flash, which is like a trolley, oh, and yeah. it's about two dollars if you ride it once or five dollars all day. It actually does the the loop through all the things that you would want to see, any parts of town you would want to see. It's it's a very good option very good thing that don't take the subway don't take the buses but it's it's great i mean it's, just, it's a tourist transportation so it's nice and it's really easy and you can see the signs for hop it all on, over hop the city off type thing yeah. so i feel like you know the food was more travis's forte but i have a huge list of things to do in philadelphia i love philadelphia as travis has said i think the culture and the things to do in the city are just amazing. It is a great city. And we should mention if you haven't been, or even if you have, you know, it kind of gets lost with New York City. We're not going to get up on our soapboxes too much and yay, rah, rah, Philly. But it gets lost between New York City and Washington, D.C. and things like that. But the reason we love it so much is it is very accessible and it's very easy to get around the city because it's much smaller than those cities. So you can, all these things that we're going to mention, it you could do in, maybe not each one, in one day, but it's very easy to get around. And that's why we like it. When we bring people there, we can show them in one or two days, basically everything there is to see in Philadelphia. Yeah. So should we start with the really historical stuff? Yeah, let's go. Let's go historical okay. because that's probably what everyone knows Philadelphia for. And, and really the things that you should be seeing if you are a tourist coming to Philadelphia. Right. And the first thing I guess we should mention is Independence Hall, which is a completely free tour um, to see the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall. And it's really beautiful. And the Liberty Bell is actually now housed in its own little kind of museum. Separate building across the road from Independence yeah. Hall. So I mean, you don't really need a ton of time there, maybe an hour. Just, you know, pop out, see Independence Hall. You can go inside if it's open and see the Liberty Bell. Yeah, make sure you get there. I believe it closes at 5 p.m. So you want to get there well in advance because they'll stop letting people go through. I think at Independence Hall, they don't let you in after 4.30 but that's where our country was founded. That's where the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were signed and, and written and all that stuff. So it's just a fantastic place to see. I keep using the word fantastic, but it's just really cool to see because you're walking through these buildings that you know these great men sat in and debated what was going to happen with our country. And I do believe it, it's totally free to see either of them. You might even be able to hop on like like a tour guide will take you around. I think yeah, that's they also have, free. Yeah, I'm pretty sure free tour guides. The thing is that it might actually be better to go on the weekends because if you're there during the week, there are so many school tours. I was just down there the other day and I was like, oh, I don't even want to be near here because there are so many school tours and, you know, other tourist tours that do a lot during the week. But it's really beautiful. And then they've just recently built in the past, I guess, 10 years, maybe a whole Constitution Center, which is this big museum that has all of these very interesting exhibits that kind of just tells you all about the history of our country and the writing of the Constitution. And maybe it sounds boring, but Travis and I liked it. But um, yeah, my favorite part was that they had statues of most of the people who who signed it or was helping write it. And so you got to like stand next to James Madison and be like, wow, he was really only five, six. I'm taller than him. Yeah, I mean, I don't, they weren't really statues. They were like maybe cardboard. No, I think were they, they were. Bro I thought they were bronze. I could be wrong. I can't remember. My memory is fading, as we <laughs> mentioned, but I believe they were like actual statues. <laughs> maybe they were. Who knows? 
Constitution Center is really cool. You know, it's not a must, must, but it's neat. Especially if you like history, it's really cool. The Liberty Bound Independence Hall are musts because the, and they're they're all right there. This isn't a part of city called Old City, naturally. And Cobblestone Street, really beautiful old places. Betsy, the Betsy Ross house is right around there as well. So you can actually, that costs money. I think you can go and, I mean, but you could see it from outside. I think it's like $4 to go through it. And I actually just did it for the first time with my younger sister when she was visiting. And it's very cute and quaint inside. And I mean, who knows if she actually did make the first American flag. Yeah, that could be a rumor. But, but um, she's definitely a famous seamstress at the time. And you can go through her house and they have like, you know, characters in historical clothing and period, you know, period pieces. So, But that's right there, as well as a place called Elfreth's Alley, which is the oldest inhabit- continuously inhabited street in America, which means people have lived there continuously longer than anywhere else in America. And it's just a tiny little street. And, you know, people still live there. Obviously, it's still homes for people, but you can walk down. It's just a cool little thing. Takes you like one minute to walk from one end to the other. But the whole, the whole old city area is just really fun to meander around and see all these different things. There's other, there's plenty of other little places that we haven't mentioned that, that you can see. Like there'll be a sign that'll say, Oh, Ben Franklin did this and this in this house. And you know, you just, you just want to walk around there. I, I would mention too, we've never done it. And I think this would be a cool thing to do, Hath, and we should probably do it when we go home is do a walking tour of Philadelphia because there are so many cool little historical places. That it would be really neat to do a walking tour because a walking tour would be really easy because a yeah, lot of stuff has come yeah. back. And it's a smaller city. It's very easily walkable. Yeah. So so that's if you're down in Old City, you can easily go do that stuff. If you head up towards the Center City, there's a really cool place in Center City. So first off, the Love Statue is right there. So if you're a right tourist... Right next to the City Hall. Yeah. City Hall is beautiful. You can take um, a picture of the statue of William Penn, which... It sits on top of City Hall, and as the old story goes, back in the day, nothing could be higher than William, the top of the William Penn statue until they decided they wanted to become a modern city and build skyscrapers. So now there's a lot of things taller than William Penn's statue, but it's a really cool area. The Love Statue is there, so you can go and take your picture at the Love Statue and the fountains that spray up. And right next to that, the tallest building in Philadelphia right now is called the Comcast Center. It's the, it's the newest skyscraper in Philadelphia. And Actually, it's pretty cool because they've done a really good job inside. They have these video boards that kind of, I mean, just these, I don't know, there are a lot of video screens that, that play these really neat Well, they're movies. like these panels that look like a wall, but they're like LCD screens actually or something that, you know, changes to be different images like TVs. So, I mean, because it's Comcast, obviously, everybody knows that Comcast is, you know, the big network in... Well, now all over the country, yeah. but it's Philadelphia-based, and so, that yeah, it's kind of just showing off the technology they have. So, to get people's bearings, what would happen is you'd be down in Old City, you could do all these historical things down in Old City, and then you would start walking towards Center City. And once you got to Center City, and again, you can walk all of this, you would get to City Hall, you could see the Comcast Center, you could see the Love Statue, and then you would continue up the parkway. So this is one of my favorite parts of the city for the culture because you have Benjamin Franklin Parkway, which is where all of the museums are. It's kind of, it's called the museum district. There's not really many restaurants. There's not really lots of things to do here except the museums. And it's really beautiful because the parkway 
is all tree lined and the way that it's set up the part of the city it's just like this really beautiful grid where you can see all the way to the end where the Philadelphia Art Museum is this big imposing structure right next to the river and along the parkway are all of the flags of all of the countries in the world just really fun which I love close don't look at the bottom and just walk up the parkway and try to guess what country the flags are I do that with Heather every time I still don't get any better though (laughs) well it's a lot of countries they are in alphabetical order so you can kind of guess you can kind of cheat a little bit but some of the best museums in the city are right here including um, the Franklin Institute which is a crowd pleaser for adults and children alike they have a whole heart exhibit in there and just you know it's all about the sciences because it's you know based on benjamin franklin and all of the ideas and things that he came up with so that's a really great museum you also have the academy of natural sciences which is a beautiful building and i mean all these buildings are beautiful and historic but this building is really cool inside they have you know lots of good exhibits but it's Mostly famous, I think, for all of the dinosaurs they have reconstructed in there. So again, a perfect museum for kids. They even do a lot of things with adults. Like I just saw someone posted that there's a sleepover there for adults where you can like drink and party at the museum overnight. And that would be really fun too. Another museum is the Rodin Museum, which is all sculpture. I've actually never been to it. But if you like sculpture, it's a pretty famous museum. And then you have on that parkway as well, the new one, the bar, is it the Barnes Foundation? Yeah, the Barnes. Now I have this um, on my list as well because it's kind of just on my radar. It's new. It's only, the Barnes Foundation is an older foundation that was just to promote arts in Philadelphia and it was actually based in the suburbs in Marion, but they just opened in 2012 this art exhibit, you know, it's a small museum, mostly impressionist art right there on Benjamin Franklin Parkway. So I'm dying to go there. Yeah, there's a whole story behind it. This this guy, Barnes, had like the largest art collection in the world or in the country. And there's a big hubbub. I think a documentary just came out about it that we haven't watched yet of basically how they I don't I don't know I didn't watch it but I think it's about how they kind of took this collection and put it into a museum like kind of stole it from the family or one part of the family sold it off I don't know but it's supposedly a fantastic art museum and then when you of course get past all that so you walk up the parkway and you arrive at the the rocky steps and of course if if you're listening the thing that we get told most often when we're traveling abroad, when we say we're from Philadelphia, everyone says to us, well, one of two things. In Japan, it was always the cream cheese. Yeah. Oh, cream cheese, which isn't actually made in Philadelphia. A little side note New there. York, I think. New York, but yeah. Rocky, everyone in the world knows Rocky. And everyone <laughs> who comes to Philadelphia should run up the Rocky steps, which are the steps right in front of the, they lead up to the Philadelphia Art Museum. And the statue is no longer at the top of the art museum, is actually down at the bottom of the Was it ever at the top? I believe it used to be at the top, and then for a while it was down at these arenas and things like that, but now it's down at the bottom. So you want to get your picture taken with Rocky, you want to run up the Rocky steps, and of course you could go to the Philly Art Museum as well. I usually just run up the Rocky steps a few times and that's it, but the art museum itself is is really neat. I love the art museum. It's a beautiful, classic building the art inside it's i mean there's a lot of art in there you can spend quite a few hours it's a large museum um they also do really fun things there like on fridays you can do dinner at the museum um they have lots of events so it's definitely 
a must see, especially if you enjoy art. You yep. can walk around the back and there's gardens and there's a really famous restaurant that we've actually never been to. Called the Waterworks. Yeah. Called the Waterworks. It's really pretty. It's right on the river. And with that museum, I should mention, Heather knows much more about the museum than me, but I, I've been a few times, especially when I was a kid. But I do know, being a cheap travel guru, that after 5 p.m. on Wednesdays, so on Wednesdays it's open until 8.45 p.m., all the rest of the days, Wednesday and Friday, it's open until 8.45 p.m. All the rest of the days, it closes at 5. But on Wednesdays after 5, so from 5 to 8.45 p.m., you can pay whatever you want to get in. Oh, so really? I believe it's normally $20 to get in, which is kind of pricey. But you know, for a world-renowned art museum, not so bad. I would definitely suggest doing it. But Wednesdays from 5 p.m. to 8.45 p.m., it's pay whatever you like, as well as the first Sunday of the month. So oh, I thought it was every Sunday. I did too. And then I looked it up before this podcast, so I didn't give people <laughs> wrong information. And it's actually just the first Sunday of the month. So the first hmm. Sunday of the month, you go to the art museum or 5 p.m. On, on Wednesday night. You know, you can pay 20 bucks to go as well, or you could pay as you want and pay 20 bucks. But if you are on a budget, that's a nice way to see it on a budget. And then another, I guess, honorable mention, we could say right behind the art museum is a pretty iconic shot of Philadelphia. Yeah. So right behind the art museum, there, there's a, a road called Kelly Drive, which a lot of people bike and run down. And it's really pretty right by the river. And but right behind the art museum are all the boat houses for the boat teams from the all University the crew of Penn teams. and all the crew teams. And so they're they're really, really pretty. You can get a really great shot from the art museum. Or if you're driving into the city on seventy six on the other side, at night you can see the boathouse row, which is all lit up with different color lights and stuff. So it's a really, really pretty place to take photographs. And if you do want to go for a jog or a bike ride or anything like that, go along Kelly Drive from the art museum and just take Kelly Drive away from the city, basically heading heading west. And it's it's a great place for a run or to get out or have a picnic or anything like that. Heather mentioned all these really normal, like regular museums. I'm going to mention two weird, goofy things <laughs> that I think you should see in Philadelphia. One I haven't been to for a while, but it's so neat. It's called the Mutter Museum. And the Mutter Museum is actually kind of in West, it's in West Philadelphia. So it's not really in the museum district. And what it is, it's the College of Physicians and they have a, a museum and it is the finest, well, I'll read right from the website, but it's America's finest museum of medical history. What that means, it has all types of crazy stuff in it. So if you're a little squeamish, you wouldn't want to go, but they have skeletons. They have, you know, thing like the world's largest colon, like all these basically medical anomalies or medical something? oddities and anomalies. They preserved all these things. And they have them in the Mutter Museum. So it, it it's a little, yeah, it, it will make you a little squeamish, but it's really, really interesting. Some of the things you, you'll see there. I mean, you'll see, you know, babies who are born with like two heads. Like uh, there's all different types of things. So not everyone's cup of tea, but I do find it very, very fascinating. And it is the the best in America for, for that type of thing. So you might want to check out the uh, Mutter Museum. And another interesting thing that's all around Philadelphia that I can't believe I forgot to mention until now, if you're walking around, look <laughs> for Toynbee tiles. You are such a nerd. Now, I'm, I <laughs> oh, can't... what is a Toynbee tile, you may ask? <laughs> very hard to explain. <laughs> Basically, this guy has gone around and put these really odd cryptic messages 
all over the streets of Philadelphia into the pavement. And they in other cities too, and right? And in other cities, they're most are in Philadelphia, so they believe he lives in Philadelphia, but they found him as far south as like Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and in Argentina. They found him in Boston, and they have these cryptic messages on them. So just Google Toynbee Tile. How do you spell it? O-Y-N-B-E-E. Then tile. I'll link it up in the show notes in extrapackerpiece.com slash Philly. You can read all about it. There's actually a fascinating documentary <laughs> oh about gosh. it as well. I'm telling you, it's just really cool. And what you'll do is if you look on the roads as you're walking through Philadelphia, you will see some of these Toynbee tiles throughout the streets. It's just, a, I don't know, it's a very unique, quirky thing to Philadelphia. So you definitely want to check out the Toynbee tiles. Why not? It, it is cool. It's bizarre, but it's interesting. So I have another thing. I One last thing I think people that I should mention for people if they're doing things in Philadelphia. And that is going to a sporting event. Now, the stadiums, we haven't talked about them at all. All the stadiums are housed in South Philadelphia. You can take the subway there. Oh, it's okay to take the subway there? Well, that... <laughs> It's easy to take the subway there. You can also drive there as yeah. well. The subway there is actually a newer line, I think, maybe. Well, the subway only runs very few places in Philadelphia. That's where we tell you not to get on it. I mean, I've taken it. It's okay. But it just doesn't get you a lot of places that you want to go. But the stadiums is one place that will get like you. maybe it's like actual other trains will go in there too, not just the subway. Well, you can so. go there. Yeah, you can, and you can go there right down Broad Street, down to um, the stadiums. Either way, you can take the subway there. All the stadiums are down there. So the link, which is where the Eagles play, um, Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies are, where the Sixers and Flyers play, they're all down there now in one section. So what's really cool is sometimes, depending on when you're there, if there's a game, I highly recommend you go down there. Philadelphia has... We've been to a lot of cities. We've been to a lot of sporting events because I love them. Philadelphia has some of the best tailgating I have ever been to. So if you're from a city and you don't get to tailgate, go down for a game. It could be a Wednesday night Phillies game. People will be tailgating. Of course, if you go down for an Eagles game, people will be tailgating. Just a really fun experience. The stadiums are all really new. So they're really nice stadiums. And it's just cool to be down there during game day. Go down early, bring some beers, bring some food, sit out, tailgate. Tailgating, if you don't know what it is, you sit out in the parking lots of the stadiums and drink beer and eat food and chat with people before you go in. Definitely, I would suggest tailgating and then going to a game if you're there when any of the sports are in season. And there's also a huge complex they built down there now right next to the stadiums called Xfinity Live. Yeah, and we've actually, have we been in there yet? I've been in a few times. It's obviously overpriced, but it's a cool... There's like five big bars in this complex, in indoor complex, right by the stadium. So you might want to go before the game, check it out. There's, you know, like I said, there's four or five different bars. You can get food there or you could go afterwards. A lot of people go after the games to continue drinking and hanging out. So yeah. And another like Philadelphia institution that we forgot to mention in the food part of this podcast is Chicky and Pete's. Yeah. Chicky and Pete's is... Yeah, it's an institution in Philadelphia. You can get them at the stadiums. Well, you can now, but there's a restaurant right before you get to the stadiums. And it has these amazing, amazing crab fries and, you know, other type of seafood. Like it has actual, you know, clams and mussels and burgers, whatever. But the main feature is these delicious crab fries. And you can now get them in the stadiums. And actually, in the past couple of years, they've even franchised out into the suburbs. crab fries are simply french fries with Old Bay seasoning on them. But for whatever reason, they taste really good. Uh, It's maybe 
not just Old Bay. It's like a special seasoning, tastes similar to Old Bay. And then it comes with this like really disgusting looking creamy cheese sauce. But it is so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, Chicken PTF. You're down at the stadiums. You could go there. They actually have a really cool thing where they will drive you to the stadium uh, in their like little crab bus. I think they call it the crabby bus. So they'll drive you to the stadium if you get there and you park your car there. They'll drive you to the stadium. It's it's right across the street. I mean, it's like half a mile, but they'll drive you anyway. Yeah, go to Chicken Pete's if you're down. I, I just highly recommend going to Philadelphia Sporting Event. A lot of Philly fans get a lot of flack for being rude and nasty and things like that. And a lot of that is well-deserved, but it's super fun, especially if you're going and you're not a Dallas Cowboys fan or an opposing team's fan. Go as a Philly fan. People are going to love you. So I, yeah, go go to go to one of the sporting events if you're there at that time. Hath, anything else? I mean, we've touched on a lot of things. Anything else that people should try to do if they're in the city? Well, I had a list of things to do with kids. All right, let's touch on that real quick. And we'll also give you a few recommendations of where to stay, although we don't normally stay downtown because we live not that far away. So if you have kids, there are some really amazing places you can go in Philadelphia and right outside Philadelphia. The main one, I think, is really popular, is the Philadelphia Zoo. It's the oldest zoo in America. It's not the biggest. It's not San Diego, but it's still a really great zoo. There's lots of good exhibits. There's a tiger exhibit that's really cool. I mean, they have a, a hot air balloon that you can call the zoo balloon, and you can go up in that. And so there's lots of things to do in the zoo. And right around the zoo is actually a lot of museums and things just for kids. So if you get to the zoo, it's kind of like north uh, west of the city. I mean, it's still in the city. It's kind of close to actually the Philadelphia Art Museum, but it's kind of as you're leaving the city. So the Philadelphia Zoo, you have the Please Touch Museum, which is a museum just for kids, just for fun things that they can play with and like touch everything and be inquisitive. And they have like an Alice in Wonderland exhibit that they can go through and just all sorts of things. It's amazing, especially, I mean, this is for younger kids. I mean, probably I would say like under five or under seven. We should mention that Heather knows all this because she used to nanny two kids that were younger, not because she just goes to random places <laughs> as a little kid, but she used to nannying two, two children who were younger and, and take them into Philly all the time. So near Philly Zoo and the Please Touch Museum is a free playground. It's called Smith Memorial Playground. And it's, there's a big, huge old mansion there as well that has indoor activities. But then the outdoor playground is huge. It has like the biggest wooden slide that you have to like go down in a burlap sack. It's really fun. Kids love it. And it's completely free. Um, and then the other ones I mentioned, the Academy of Natural Sciences with the dinosaurs, that's in the museum district, the Franklin Institute. And then there's another one called Morris Arboretum, which actually has a huge treehouse and canopy walk so that you're actually above the forest in the Arboretum. And it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys have kids, check out those things. Philly has a lot of interesting stuff. And she mentioned the Franklin Institute as well. We went the a year ago with, with two kids and we liked it just as much as they yeah, did. I mean, so. they have adult exhibits there and they have like, they had a King Tut exhibit when that came through. They have, you know, lots of 
adult exhibits, but they have a really good kid-friendly places. Yeah, well. let's wrap this up with giving these guys a few places of where to stay. And of course, you're going to give them the nicer places. And as we've been doing this whole show, I'll give them the cheaper, maybe, I won't say divier because they're nice, but the cheaper option. Well, the only option I really know about, I mean, there's lots of hotels downtown. The hotels that we have stayed at in the past and have liked and actually aren't that expensive are there's two Marriott's and one's called the Marriott downtown and the other one I mean they're right next to each other they're across I think the, the street other one's from a each double other. tree I don't know I don't but know. they're literally right next to each and other and they're right next to City Hall so you're right in the center of everything you could walk to McGillan's if you wanted to and you can walk to, to Reading, Reading Terminal. Terminal. So, so if you want to wake up in the morning and go to Reading Terminal Market and get some Byler's Donuts that's a perfect place to be yeah, so that's where we've stayed in the past. What are you going to mention? I have two places, and I will preface this by saying I've never stayed at these places, but there are only, believe it or not, two hostels in Philadelphia. I I don't know why. Maybe that's a business idea for someone. And one of them is brand new. I think it just opened in the last year because I just heard about it recently. One of them is called the Philadelphia House, and the other, the, the one that's been there a little while longer, is called Apple Hostels Philadelphia. I've never stayed at either of them. They both are very highly rated on Hostel Bookers and Hostels.com. I actually knew someone who worked at Apple Hostels, a guy that I went to high school with before, and he had managed it. And it's, like I said, very well-reviewed. Both of them are right down in Old City. So they would be great locations for anyone not just for all the bars and restaurants around, but also that's where everything is. We mentioned Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell. You could stay there and you would be within walking distance of anything that you could want to go to. So yeah, two options, the Philadelphia House and Apple Hostels Philadelphia. Again, they both get high recommendations on those websites. I have never actually stayed there because we usually just go home at the end of the night. Or we knock on my uncle's door and say, can we please, please crash here for the night? So those are just two options to stay. And the Marriott downtown, both those Marriott's are are pretty reasonably priced that Heather mentioned as well and right near everything as well. So there you have it. 50 some minutes about Philadelphia, right, Hath? Yeah, I I hope it wasn't too boring. I knew we'd be able to talk a lot. And guys, we really do love Philadelphia. So if you haven't made your way to Philadelphia, hopefully some of the things we touch on, we've run the gamut from the regular touristy stuff of Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell, all the way down to Oscar's Tavern and some of the hidden gems that we like to eat at. A hidden gem. Well, I'm I'm including Oscar's a hidden gem, but I said the hidden gems we also like to eat at, like La Forno and and plenty of places to eat and drink. So make your way to Philadelphia. If you do, of course, let us know. We'd be happy if we're in town to to try to meet up and things like that. We love the city. We really, really do. And we think that... um, it it gets overlooked sometimes, right, Heath? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's up and coming more now. I think with the whole food revolution and the you know neighborhoods that are becoming really defined. I I think you know people are it's kind of more on people's radars now. Maybe and, it, and everything we told you to do. I really do believe that if you stayed two whole days in Philadelphia, two days, two nights, you you would be able to hit most. All the stuff that we told you to do. Maybe not all the restaurants and bars, but certainly yeah, maybe all the not activities. the stuff in the suburbs. But right. So there you go. If you want to leave comments, if you want to let us know if you've been to Philly and you have places that we missed out on or you have other recommendations, please, please, please let us know. Extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Philly. Also, guys, don't forget, we are running the survey. We want to know the best things that we can do to make this podcast even better. Like I said, the download numbers are through the roof, but how can we make this podcast better? What do you guys like listening to? 
What episodes have you really liked? How can we improve? You can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. I would really be appreciative if you filled out that survey. And of course, we're going to be giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to one lucky person. So we're going to try to bribe you a little bit. Hopefully you do it because you like us. But hey, if the $50 Amazon gift card is the reason, that's cool too. That's why we're giving it out. So please, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash survey. You can go there and fill that out. Guys, I should mention too, this is episode 99. So if you've made it all the way through here, don't forget to tune in on Monday. We're going to be doing a special 100th episode edition. I'm not going to spoil it and tell you what we're doing. Hopefully you like what we do, but tune in on Monday to the 100th edition. If you're listening to this in the future, well, then the 100th edition is already out. But thank you everyone, as always, for all the support. Thank you for making us the number one rated podcast on iTunes. We love your iTunes reviews. So if you want to leave us one of those, go for it, guys. And until tomorrow, happy happy free free travels. travels.